Hi, all. Welcome to Dummy Copy. This is Carrie. I'm Claire. We just found out a really weird, so this is going to be a weird intro. But I'm we're a little scared. <laughs> Honestly, I once did, we're, so we're at the bookstore, yep. and I once did, um, like, in the heady days of COVID, a Zoom event about ghosts, Ooh. and I was here by myself at, like, 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. and I got really, really scared, yeah. and I, now I'm really, really scared again. <laughs> okay, so, okay. when Carrie puts her hand on the mic, mm-hmm. we think you will be able to hear this. This happens. Some sportscaster ghost yeah, it's like comes on. Coming through my hand into the mic. Now stops. It's so weird. It's so weird. It doesn't do when I do it either. No. Yeah, okay, you do it. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. 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 I hope you guys are hearing this and we just don't sound like crazy people, but You can believe us. Yeah. We're trustworthy. It's weird. It's really weird. I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand. Nobody write to us with knowledge of radio frequencies, no. please. There, it's yeah, so, it's very strange. It's so weird. It's very strange. And also, I'm kind of annoyed. Like, if I'm going to, like, have the ability to channel weird broadcasts, like, at least give me something interesting. Yeah. No, I feel like that's how it works, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. your supernatural powers are never the ones you want. No, it's just like, okay, now we're... In. Now we can listen to sports yeah. whenever we I'm want. just tapped into some weird AM radio frequency, yeah. but I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't, like, have fillings or anything. I feel like fillings would have something to do with that. But yeah, people can, like, hear the radio through their fillings, right? I feel like yeah. I know this. Yeah, that seems like a thing that happens. I've, I've read this. Or braces, or in retainer. novels. Yeah. I think. I saw that on Clone High. What's Clone High? <laughs> this is an animated show. It was on MTV in like the early thousands. And then they just recently, um, like on HBO Max, there's now like a new season. Excuse me, Gary, just, just Max. Yeah. Just Max. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Max. Yeah. Just Max. Max. My friend Max did a new season. Um, but it's just like, yeah, it's like a, a show where they cloned all of these historical figures and they're growing up and now all of these historical figures are in high school. So like the, the three main characters are Abe Lincoln, his best friend Gandhi, and then their their other friend Joan of Arc. And Joan of Arc has a crush on Abe Lincoln, but Abe Lincoln has a crush on Cleopatra's clone, um, who is dating JFK's clone. Uh-oh. And it's like... That all tracks. Yeah. It wasn't of Joan of Arc a lesbian? Yeah, I think probably. Or yeah. at least the, the, the thought is that yeah. she probably was. But, well, in, in it, like, Gandhi has ADHD and is, like, a total, like, party animal because he can't live up to the pressure of the original Gandhis. Oh. You know, and so it's like they are, they're all, like, grappling with their, like, the historical... For, historical... Uh, Version of, of themselves and like living up to the potential and you know whatever. That so it's like awesome. It's really silly and funny and like Will Forte is Abe Lincoln's voice and okay, you know like it's just awesome. it's pretty fun. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's kind of cool that they redid it. Uh, but yeah, so in one episode, Joan wears a retainer and she starts hearing voices and she's like, <gasps> "Oh my god, it's happening!" But it just it spoiler alert. It just ends up that she's like tuning into this Christian radio station oh. through her retainer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Funny. Yeah, um, but yeah, maybe that's what's happening. Except for it's just my body. Maybe I have lots of heavy metals in me. Um, I'm. I have way more toxins than you. I would be so willing to bet. Maybe also. Have uh, have some years on you, so that's true. They've been piling up for a while. Yeah, I don't know. I've been I've been living hard for yeah, a minute. That's true. <laughs> that's true. 
that's true. Let's have a contest about who's got more shit in their <laughs> who's system. Gonna die first. Who's gonna die first? I don't know. Uh, yeah. So okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, show. Yes. Show. What are we talking about, Carrie? Not AM sports. No. Uh, today <laughs> we're talking about sort of like antithesis, probably, of AM sports casting. Uh, uh, Rosemary Tonks. Yeah. Uh, who is... You might not have heard of. You might not have heard of Rosemary Tonks. I had not heard... I mean, not that I know everything, but yeah. I had no inkling. No, no. We didn't know anything about her until, what, like a year ago? Is about that a year ago. Yeah. So yeah. a year ago, um, New Directions, who we love around here, reissued a book called The Bloater. Um, and then this year, in October, uh, another one is coming out through New Directions called The Halt During the Chase. She was writing a lot in... Um, she lived in England. She was kind of... a part of the sort of like super fab mod hip crowd like this literary crowd in like the late 60s to mid to late 70s um she wrote like seven well she wrote seven novels six of them were published the seventh one she burned yeah um and two books of poetry in less than a decade um she was like hanging out with like all of the movers and shakers of the literary world um in England at the time um, she was like kind of like a big deal for yeah. a minute. Yeah. Um, one of those people who was like, oh wow, this person is gonna like do some shit. Yeah, and like kind of an it girl in a way yeah. that you see reflected in her novels, which mm-hmm. are very smart and very hip and very cosmopolitan. Yes, also very sort of cheeky and clever and, and very like sharp. Yeah, and hip. I kept thinking about the word hip. Carrie and I had a joke where we were going to, like, do a a drinking game for Mm -hmm. every time we used an adjective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, We were going to set up a, okay, these are the words we think we're going to use a lot for talks. And it was, like, cheeky, hip, clever, you know, yeah. We just Um, said all of them. Yeah. Yeah. But she had kind of an interesting late-in-life turn that, like, echoes um, other people we have talked about, Alison Mills Newman and Elizabeth Smart among Mm -hmm. them. Where she became very religious and disavowed her early work. And she did. Yes. There are these, like, really <laughs> great this great stories about how once she um, converted, she would go to public libraries, lending libraries, and check out her own books, take them home, and burn them in her back garden because she didn't want anybody to read the works that she wrote before because they have to do with sex. They have to do with... They are very frank know, about yeah, sex. Yeah, they are very frank about sex. Um, just sort of a lifestyle that she totally rejected at some point. And I'm not even sure that we know exactly why or how that came about. She married a man, right? Who... That sounds right. I want to say, because she went by... It was like light something. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. Yeah. So she just went by Mrs. Fuck. I wish I could remember. It was like light. It wasn't like light source, but it was something like that. Yeah. Like light something. Um, And then sort of just like purposefully became kind of a recluse. She just sort of lived a quiet, but by, from what I understand, quiet, but, but fulfilled and happy life. Um, Mm -hmm. But just like drastically different than any of the stuff in her books would sort of suggest. Yeah. I mean, and it's interesting. I mean, I think we talked about this a little bit in our short reads episode when we talked about Alison Mills in a, in a way that sort of makes sense. Like mm-hmm. when you're sort of chasing sensual pleasures, like you, you have this turn. And I mean, and it makes like kind of a cockeyed kind of sense to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she she's just a really interesting figure. And I'm, yeah. I don't know, I'm excited to see more. Yeah, she's really, and I mean, her writing style is so... 
it reminds me, especially, so we're going to talk about Halt during the chase and Bloater tonight. Um, yeah. Cause those are the only books we really have of hers. I mean, they're out there, but they're hard to find from mm-hmm. what I understand. Like, like original print runs of hers, there would be like one small print run. And then that's just like, that was it. So yeah. up until pretty recently, it was pretty hard to track down a lot of her stuff. Um, but her, God, I lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, like her writing is very, it kind of, it kind of makes sense that the conversion thing too, because I think in these books, both of the, the women, so she, her protagonists are both women. Um, and they're both kind of searching for something. And, you know, they feel like there's this sort of discontentment in there and this sort of sense of like, I don't know what I want, but I don't want this, you know, yeah. like I don't want whatever yeah. it is that's happening mm-hmm. right now. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, I feel like it, it just feels like this sort of searching thing maybe was prevalent in her early life. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Do you just want to dive yeah, into Halt during the chase? Jump right in there. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, usually I make Carrie do this part, but I was very good. I did all of my prep for the show while my plane was sitting on the LaGuardia tarmac for two hours. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a perfect time to do that kind of prep. What else are you going to do? I know, I felt really guilty because I was like um, typing very emphatically and I was worried. I was like bouncing the seat of the person oh, in no. front of me. I am I am a pilot's daughter and so I'm very I always like I have like I am totally like a basket case about being the most polite traveler in yeah. the world. Uh, <laughs> yes. But uh, halt the halt during the chase yes. is about a woman named Sophie. And she is involved with a man named Philip and has a perhaps enmeshed relationship with her mother. So the first scene of the book is it's so funny. It's so funny. It's, it's so, so funny. It's too. so, and it sets up the book so well. So, Sophie and her mom, and she says right from the beginning that her mom relied on her to be all things after her father died when she was a ty- child. Mm-hmm. And the way she phrases that is really interesting. She needed me to be a boy, mm-hmm. and she keeps returning to that yeah. in the in the whole thing but her mother and her have this kind of give and take where her mom is sort of vain and needs to be flattered and there can't really be conflict and so she has to sort of carefully calibrate but they're having this back and forth about the clothes that Sophie took to boarding school Mm -hmm. when she was a child and it's just the horror of having blue or green underwear instead of blue and how she spent one term with pneumonia because she only had one suitable vest and she had to wash it every night (laughs) these like just like really ugly pajamas her not very handy mother made for her that looked like a union jack Mm -hmm. that she had to wear (laughs) for a term I mean it's just it's just funny the whole Mm -hmm. scene lasts like six pages it's yeah well it really like sets up the sort of foundation for like what their relationship is Mm -hmm. and kind of how she's learned to sort of cope with it but she's also kind of stifled yeah, by it, and and that sort of spirals out into how she's sort of stifled by their whole sort of weird nebulous social situation. Yeah, and so the next scene, mm-hmm. so I think it's a perfect opportunity to go to it. She goes to an acquaintance, a, a neighbor of her mother named Pussy Malenka, mm-hmm. which I swear to God is the name of a character in Sopranos, <laughs> like somebody you never see yeah. but you know gets whacked. Yeah, like, yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so uh, Pussy is a very old woman. Mm-hmm. 
um, who is also sort of worldly. Yeah. And she always offers people vodka, and they're like, well, yeah. I don't really want to drink vodka. Yeah. She's Russian. <laughs> she's Russian. Yeah, she's yes. Russian. She's... So, um, yeah, so, like, Sophie and her mother live next door to a man named Rudy. Rudy is sort of a furniture baron, nouveau riche kind yeah. of a figure. He has two sons by two different wives. Yeah. One of them is Philip, who you mentioned before. Um, one of them is named Guy, who's much younger. He's like seven years younger than Sophie. And is like occupying himself with a spiritual journey yeah. with a very like a 60s very, guru. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah, very sort of like transcendentalism, sort of. I think it's kind of, it's unnamed exactly what it yeah. is. But all the older people are like, oh, his Jehovah's Witness. I know. Oh, his, it's yeah, just like, like yeah. which is a really funny joke about yeah. sort of catch-all of like weirdo religion. Right. Yeah. They're just sorry like, to any yeah. of our listeners who are Jehovah's Witnesses, no, but, but you're weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like they're just like it's it, they're just very sort of dismissive of this new spiritualism yeah. that these yeah. kids are kind of yeah. into. Um, and then Pussy is the godmother of Guy, Guy. and yeah. so it's like this weird like this sort of weird social strata thing that that Sophie is kind of constantly having to navigate like how do you play nice with your mom how do you play nice with your mom's neighbor who's the father of the man you're kind of in love who with who also has kind of a crush on your mother yeah, yeah. they may or may not be having sex at some point it's a yeah, little bit it's unclear a on, yeah it's sort of like up, and up yeah for debate. and also like negotiating this is something that tanks does in the bloater too is the subtle negotiations of sort of social power arrangements yeah 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 like it's like oh the mom's feeling neglected because pussy's telling her story about her very cool explorer husband who yeah. discovered a, yeah. a variety of, of blue, blue lotus, lotus. in yeah, nepal yeah. yeah it's like it's it's all sort of yeah there's this like scene well and then who's the other uh one of so one of rudy's ex-wives is dead the other one whose name i forget is in the social strata and there's a scene yes where sophie sophie's mother pussy and then the ex-wife of rudy whose name i forget Bess. The town, Bessie, something like Bessie that. or something like that. They're all in the same room, and Bessie and Sophie's mother are having a conversation, and Sophie and Pussy are having a conversation. But they're all sort of like pretending like it's all part of the same conversation, <laughs> and yeah. it's like Pussy and Sophie's mother are kind of like <laughs> vying for attention, yeah. and it's just so like it's it's kind of hilarious, and it's also just like. Oh my god! Like, it sounds very exhausting. It sounds so exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, it's fun though. Honestly, I love Pussy. Pussy's cool as she shit. She's such a great character. <laughs> yeah, she's. Yeah. I know she's so just like cool. Like, mm -hmm. there's that scene later on where. Like Sophie is like calling and talking about her romantic woes, and she hears eating on the phone. Yeah. And do you have the do you have the do, line let me pulled find up? The, yeah, yeah. Let me find the quote because it was and, just so. Yeah. And she's like, "What are you doing?" And Wonderful. Pussy's just like, "Oh, I'm eating a piece of cake." Yeah. It's like, just <laughs> great. It's uh, yeah. So it's Pussy. What are you doing? Just cutting myself a piece of cake. Parentheses muffled cake eating growls. <laughs> now off to Brighton with you. No wonder she was indestruct indestructible. If someone bored her on the telephone, she simply ate cake. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so like, yes, she did. Yes, she did. Yeah. And we all know somebody like this. Yeah. My yeah. Gra my great aunt Marge is a little bit like that. She's ninety six, mm -hmm. sharp as a tack, formal sc former school teacher, and yeah. she just she watches the Oscars and she. I don't know if you've ever heard me make the joke that certain actors are my boyfriend. Yeah. That is an Aunt Marge nice. original. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, yeah. Aunt Marge. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, so that's another amazing um, just, like, way to sort of set set the scene. The book really 
um, like really grows mm-hmm. in a way that is like really fun. So we sort of yeah. get to know her social life. We sort of get to know her personality. We get to know mm-hmm. the water she's swimming in. Yeah. And then she meets Philip for dinner. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that this is this is kind of a tortured love affair. Like she has taken a leave of absence from I believe a secretarial job mm-hmm. to ta- like to like. Be more cosmopolitan, essentially, to sort of make herself acceptable for Philip, who Mm -hmm. always answers his letter on letters on time and is very serious and like he's very he's sort of um, he's like super tied into like sort of like labor movement stuff and oh she has such a funny line about his politics here let me see if I can find it (laughs) so but they meet for dinner at his club. And at yeah. one point, they have sort of a tortured discussion about the vegetables, and she's sort of like, <laughs> yes, "I don't, so. I don't want to think about this." Funny, and he's yeah. like, "Does not, he does not like her wit. He does not like her whimsy." Which no, is like, yeah, not at all. Um, uh, yeah, so it's on. Or are you looking for which line are you looking for? Uh, something about I always found his socialism snobbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, he's just got like no time for any sort of like levity. Yeah, you know? no, so, totally. Like, anytime she's kind of like. Giggler wants to make jokes like she does with her mother, like she does with Pussy. She does with everybody, yeah, which is like, obviously her personality. Yeah, yeah, like at one point, like um, they order the cauliflower. Yeah. They had a very serious discussion about it. Yeah. And there's a caterpillar on her plate. Yeah, it's so funny. I've got like, yeah, we had to get every detail of the meal yeah. right, and I mustn't make jokes. This instantly made cauliflower exceedingly funny. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes, please. I choked down with the idiot glee. What's so funny? Nothing. The people's vegetable. <laughs> I knew that was provocative and could be taken as a jib since he was so left wing. Heaven knows why I said it. Perhaps because I found his socialism so snobbish, yes. so exclusive, so bogus. Yes! <laughs> he decided to let it go, but looked disapproving. Potatoes? He said in such a potatoey voice that I choked again. <laughs> what is the matter with you this evening? Nothing. I suddenly had a feeling I wouldn't do for him. It's just all these vegetables. <laughs> You don't have to have any vegetables at all if you don't want them, he said rather shortly, and closed the menu. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. No, just we like, sat in a serious silence considering the problem of vegetables. <laughs> no, no time for yeah. anything. And then yeah. later in the meal, there is a caterpillar mm-hmm. in her vegetables, mm-hmm. and she notices it first, and she's like, oh my God, am I going to have to eat it so I don't make any more jokes? But he notices yeah. it, gets stern with the waiter, and she's just noticing the caterpillar's little boots, his little boots. Yeah, and so know, she's so like funny. calling out about his boots and eventually loses it, and he doesn't <laughs> like her jokes, and no. she like makes a conciliatory effort. Yeah, no, Carrie and I were talking earlier, I really connect to... Uh, uh, the whole Sophie, and then we'll talk about Min and the bloater. I, I don't know. I always date men I find annoying yeah. somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then after dinner, mm-hmm. um, they go to a hotel, and this is this is an even more frank. This is a sex scene, mm-hmm. like in a, in a way that I was a little bit unprepared for. Yeah. Like I feel like you don't see it that much in well, literature yeah, I, from this century. Yeah, I feel yeah. like a lot of it, like if it's there, it's very sort of just like just barely hinted yeah. at, you yeah. know. And like I feel like this by no means is like super explicit. No, no, but no. It is very like they are undressing each other, they are embracing, they are having sex. There no. is no question about it. And it's transformative. Yeah. Like, it, you get the feeling that this is partially why this relationship works mm-hmm. is because they're, the, because they're, they like having sex with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, she hates the hotel. It's this super modern place. It's mm-hmm. like, 
uh, there's no fire escape. They're yeah. like three stories up and there's no fire escape. Yeah. And she's like, all right, well, we're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so she, she who has been sort of changing herself to make herself acceptable for Philip, and she knows he won't marry her because she finds her sort of unsuitable. She, she begins in this, in this hotel room to have, have like a real crisis of confidence and to sort of understand that Philip is keeping her from growing, that he's never going to marry her. And then at one point it becomes apparent that she's preoccupied. And he says, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I was going to ask you to come and live with me, but I can't promise you there won't be an emotional bust up in five years time. And then you'll be less well off financially than you are now. Mm-hmm. And so she has a terrible night. Yep. It just she just spirals from there as you would. As you would. The man who you're in love with and have been in love with for years says, I would ask you to come live with me, but there's gonna be a shelf life to it. Yeah. You know, like it's like, wow, okay, Philip. Yeah. It's so cold. And so she she comes she comes away from this not wanting to know but knowing mm-hmm. um and she uh sophie has a has a really um her spiritual life is very important to her um and so she's obviously not not feeling great you know after that and also about challenging all of your life choices in the course you thought you'd like all of the plans you've made mm-hmm. sort of you are realizing that they are not right and so you are going to have to make a hard decision to alter the course of your life as you thought it was yeah yes yeah. very difficult yeah so she goes to see a psychic in brighton beach yep at the at the behest of pussy pussy the is the one who's like you need, you need to, to go, go to see, brighton you need yeah. to go see the psychic mm-hmm. not yeah. at brighton beach that's in that's in brooklyn oh, yeah. but yeah just yeah. brighton yeah <laughs> yeah um so she does she sort of just decides kind of against you know like what what people would expect of what her. What Philip would want from her. Yep. She goes to Brighton to talk to the psychic. And it's kind of a great scene. He's, it's a great scene. He's like this this sort of little old man. I think she at some point kind of mentions him seeming kind of lonely and, and kind of And kind of yeah, worn out. Worn too. out, yep. yeah. Um and he holds her watch and tells her all of the things she basically already knows mm-hmm. about her future with Philip. And essentially that she is growing beyond Philip. Yeah. Like she has outgrown Philip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like kind of this amazing parallel where she is very careful to bring a letter of Philip's t- with her to mm-hmm. be able to read and pour over. And then mm-hmm. when she's at the psychics, uh, like she can't find it. Like she yeah. can't. And after she sees the psychic, she can't find it. She can't find it. She knows she's put it somewhere she could remember, but yeah, but she can't find it. Yeah, she doesn't know where it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. gone. Well, then she has tucked it in this like weird little front pocket yeah. of her purse so she could find it easier, and then happen to just not be able to. But it's like this little like yeah. metaphor. Metaphor. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So basically, the psychic is like. You will go on, you will do great things, you'll have a whole other circle of friends, you know, you'll have a fulfilling life, but it cannot involve Philip. Yeah. You know, like... I mean, and it also says something probably about her relationship with her mother, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, basically, like... like, you can't live for other people. No. Well, I think at the time, you know, the sort of expectation of a woman is to grow up, you know, grow up and have a respectable husband and you know like they have all pretty much everyone in her social circle has already decided that she and Philip are gonna end up together yeah she even has a in the next scene she has a fight with her mom about it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 um but yeah yeah she's kind of but yeah so yeah. there's the 
Yeah, well, they go to the French countryside, and then I I found that scene amazing. Mm -hmm. I've got, I mean, it stuck out in my mind just because she... Her mom is kind of high-strung, um, mm-hmm. and she so she goes to the house in a, Rudy's house in the countryside. Philip's father with her mother, mm-hmm. and there are all of these memories from her childhood because Philip and Guy and she grew up together, and she's pretty miserable. But there's this amazing scene when she's fighting with her mom, and her mom has turned her frigid quarters in Rudy's house mm-hmm. into something warm and inviting, yeah. and they have this fight. And her, you realize that her mom is really engaging. Yeah. Like she, there is a push and pull there. Mm-hmm. Like she, it's like, it's sort of like her mom, uh, her mom's just not like a blind suck on yeah. her will. Like she's getting something out of it too. Mm-hmm. Like it, there is this sort of battle of wits that's happening. And, they, yeah. and, and it does seem like they are close like yeah. it is it is more than it is a more than a mother-daughter relationship however codependent yeah. it might be yeah yeah but there is like even though yeah there's there's definitely sort of a what could be considered a an unhealthy element to it there is also still something to be gained something that's worth preserving even if it can't be exactly in the same yeah. way yeah well i think I that's mean, when she brings up the uh, treating me like a boy thing yeah. which is really interesting like that language hasn't aged in a way that necessarily makes sense mm-hmm. but if you you can kind of get at it like yeah. this is i'm performing my filial duties for right. her in a way that is protecting her but not serving either of us right yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah it was really kind of a pivotal moment between the two of them and clarifying for the reader too. yeah Yeah. well that's like that's the scene where she finds out that she's inherited money from an aunt yes right and she's saying please don't tell philip about that and her mom's like well i can't promise it won't accidentally slip out Yeah. yeah yeah um so yeah so it's this sort of thing where she's she knows that she can't be with Philip, and she's trying to figure out how to like navigate the ins and outs because she she can't just say, "Oh, I'm over." I'm th- no, this doesn't serve me anymore. Yeah, because everyone has decided this is yeah. the thing that needs to happen. You know, like you two are are made to be together. So yeah, it's like this sort of really interesting. And again, I think you're right. It's not. It was it was frustrating in some ways to me as like a, a reader right now to be like. Just tell him to fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But it's like, well, no, you can't necessarily do that in this setting. Like, there are a lot of weird social strings that you have to pull. Breaking up is hard to do. Breaking up is hard to do. They even wrote a song about it. That's very true. So instead of breaking up with Philip, Mm -hmm. she decides to go have uh, an austere, like, I don't even know what she's going to do. She's going to go read Mm -hmm. in the French countryside. Yeah, she just needs to take a holiday. A holiday. She just needs to have some time away. Some time alone, basically. Yeah. yeah. So she goes to this like sort of beautiful French country house. It's mm-hmm. very sprawling. There are <laughs> these adorable, yes. this adorable family of yeah. five children, mm-hmm. and they all trail after each other everywhere, and they're fascinated by her. Yes. Yeah. It's so <laughs> it's so cute. Cute. I love them. So yeah. her her room is like up a flight of stairs, and the house is cold and drafty and old, and so the five kids are like. Uh, like run upstairs and the baby the youngest one will be trailing after them (laughs) and like going really slow and then all the kids will like blow back down the stairs on their way back to wherever they were going and the baby will be like okay and and just turn around while he's still on the stairs (laughs) and follow them yeah yeah, like her room is up in this like corner it's up this like spiral staircase that's sort of scary she's just like oh my gosh like 
this looks foreboding and yeah the kids are just like let's go and yeah. they all like run up the spiral staircase and she follows yeah and then the, like the little the baby is just like sort of climbing up and she has this comment of just like like this moment of like I'm not sure if this baby should be like fucking around on the staircase but oh well <laughs> so they all go upstairs they show her to their her room they're like Woo, whatever and then they all like haul ass back down the stairs <laughs> running past this little baby you know like baby, he's like I don't know like two you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who's like made it up a few of the stairs and they all just like blow past him and he just like sort of turns around and then starts <laughs> the, like the slow climb back down the stairs and it's so funny it's sort of like like almost slapsticky. It is almost slapsticky, yeah. and they sort of move as a unit yeah. too. Like yeah. they all gather around her bed in mm-hmm. the morning yeah, to she talk to her. To yeah. These five cherubic faces, just yeah. looking at yeah. her, just looking at her, and like looking at all her stuff and investigating like her jar of cold cream on this side table. And yeah. it's just so cute. It's really cute. I was so yeah. yeah I'm was super charmed, charmed by that family. Oh, I know. It's awesome. But while she's there, uh-huh. uh, Philip. Philip sends her a telegram that says, "Hey, I'll be here. I'll be there tonight. Yeah, I'll be there Friday. Yeah, I'll be there Friday." And she's like, "Wait, today is Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> when? What Friday?" And so she kind of goes into like sort of a state of panic because yeah. this whole thing was so she can go away, clear her mind, figure get, out what she's gonna get do, get away from Philip, who doesn't seem that into her anyway. Yeah, but like, yeah, but then he's just like, oh, "I always I'm show up, up at the worst time." They do. It's so frustrating. <laughs> Again, that moment where it's like. Just tell them to eat shit, but yeah. I don't know, like, you know, the sort of, like, conventions of society yeah. are just like, no, you can't do that, you So know? instead of doing that, she just spends all weekend, like, really putting him off. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, we can't, oh, yeah. you know, the family can't see us being romantic. Oh, yeah, yeah the, the rooms are right over here. And every time they're alone, she kind of pumps him off. There's this amazing... This amazing scene that I will let Carrie tell you about where the, she and the children are playing oh, cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, the whole time he's just like, and the whole he shows up and immediately wants to have sex. And mm-hmm. she's like, nope. And then, yeah, like, pawning him off on, oh, we'll have this, we'll just a tour of the grounds or yeah. whatever. And he comes back from the tour of the grounds and, and she's playing cards with the children. And he comes in and he sort of like comes in hot and he's like, oh, why are you putting me off like why are you doing this like you don't want to be alone with me whatever and like this whole like oh I need you I don't want my life is whatever without you I can't blah, 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 he blah. found out yeah. she inherited he the money out. whoops um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so they're sort of like volleying back and forth and it's this it's so funny because she's literally and figuratively at the children's table you know and these like kids are all sort of around her and they're all like watching everything that's happening and she's not only does she need to like sort of win this it's not an argument but it's like I feel like there are a lot of exchanges where she feels like I need to maintain some level of power you know like and she's like watching sort of power shift back and forth between her and whoever it is she's talking to. Oh, totally. To. Yeah, that's how it happens in the blitter a lot, too. Yeah. And she also, like, maintains her power by making sure they can never have an intimate conversation right. by always being around the French family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. But yeah, so, like, they're just, like, arguing. These kids are just, like, she's, like, doing it for the kids. You know, yeah. like, the kids are watching, and I gotta, like, make sure I keep the other ha- upper hand because, you know, the kids are here. And I feel like it totally is, like, like, this whole time, it's, like, she can't be her sort of jokey, whimsical, you know, whatever self she hasn't been able to do that as a child because she had to sort of be you know the boy or the husband figure for her mother she had to be all things she had to be mom. everything best and friend then husband yeah she's sort of trading that energy off for the philip energy because philip doesn't have any time for joking or whatever yeah. so it's like she's sort of like fighting for her right to remain at the kids table yeah, in this scene yeah. and it's like so great and all these little kids are just like 
I just like have this like vision of them just being like, yeah, you know, yeah. like like so completely on her side, you know, like totally bought into like whatever it is that she's yeah. fighting for. And it was just like so charming. It was a really good scene. It was such a great scene. Um, and then the very last part of the book, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. So Philip is like, okay, come to Paris with me. You should, yeah. I mean, and you should just fly yeah, home from there. He just keeps like, come home to London. You just need to come home to London. Yeah, you just fly, fly with me. And she's, she's like, like no, I hate, I hate flying and yeah, I'm not ready. I'm yeah, not like, ready. No. And she's like, I'll go as far as Paris with you. And I'll take the train back. And yeah. he goes, oh, okay, there's an evening train. There's mm-hmm. an evening train. Yeah. So they get there mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, Philip, yeah, evening. Just, and the whole time. So she's been mm-hmm. scheming to get rid of him for like mm-hmm. trying to make him dump her. Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. has been the whole purpose of yeah. this. Yep. Um, and so they get there and she's like, oh, Philip, you, there was a train yeah. and she doesn't have any money. No, she, she just ha- goes, he goes directly to the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Like and they're going to hang out in Paris or whatever. No, straight to the airport. Yeah. And he's like, we've come this far. Just come home with me. And she's like, no, I don't really want to. I mean, do you have any money? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you have the train schedule? Yeah. He gets so mad at her that he just leaves. He like, just he essentially her. dumps he her. He just, and abandons her in Paris. Yeah. No yeah. money, no nothing. But, Philip's younger brother, Guy, mm-hmm. has an apartment there. And so, she goes on this sort of just, like, helped along by kind people, just being her charming self, talks yeah. her way into Guy's apartment, yeah. and just stays there and ends up having a lovely time. And yeah. it's very, I mean, it feels perfect. It does. She relies on her own wit and charm and has a lovely evening after yeah. Philip. <laughs> yeah. And she's, like, she's actually kind of scared, though. Like, yeah, she's, oh, like, she's she totally has a total moment of terror where she's, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I no. don't know anybody here. I yeah. don't. Yeah. But she does. She just kind of like calms down and she thinks it's like this whole like, okay, well, there's the water. If I can find where the water is, like every, I forget what the line was, every whatever, whatever in tourist knows that if you yeah. find the water, you can kind of navigate yeah. around. And so yeah. she's like, okay. So she's heading to the water and then she goes, oh wait, no, the Eiffel Tower though. Like, yeah. like yeah. if I can find that, that's my landmark. So she, she, identifies that goes walking around she's kind of freaked out because like people are like some men come up and like try to take her arm at some point she's like no thank you and then she finds some lady to talk to yeah. and she's like oh my gosh this happened I'm looking for this apartment building yeah. essentially and the, the lady's, lady's like, like oh excellent oh, it's right here I live I live yeah. right around yeah. here so yeah. brings her there <laughs> yeah and it was just like so like and the scene of she goes up they they let her into to guy's apartment and it's like this kind of little shitty apartment and it's like his clothes are around the bed is really hard and she's just laying there at one point and it's raining outside and mm-hmm. she's like she's like the bed was very firm but it was so comfortable and like mm-hmm. like talking about the safety you feel when you're inside and listening to the rain and it, it's like this horrible situation that turns into sort of this moment of clarity and this moment where she's like realizes that she is self-sufficient that she does want to sort of break away from this social and it's like this horribly shitty situation that sort of like sort of like things become clear and she realizes like oh no I'm gonna be fine you know like I'm gonna be fine this is all okay and it was beautiful it was beautiful it was really beautiful and like no I mean it was such a it was um, it's a more serious I mean it's still very funny but it's a more serious book than The Blood Urban it just felt so reflective Mm -hmm. of like the the moments where you need to change your life yeah yeah yeah. it was just great no it was great it was really good and I like I feel like we haven't talked about Guy a whole lot but Guy is a really interesting Guy is a really interesting character where so she's like been going to these lectures with Guy 
from this, you know, again, like this yeah. sort of like 60, 70 spiritual kind of guru guy. Yeah. Um, and like they're really getting something out of yeah, it. Yeah. Like really yeah. sort of like the idea of like living for yourself and being an individual and, you know, like breaking free of these social sort of structures. And um, it feels very 60s. It does. But in a not culty way. No. In a not cult, like, like sort of the most ideal idealistic version of what that would be yeah what what people in the 60s yeah so yeah just like going to his apartment is just like this really beautiful kind of full circle no moment yeah it was it was wonderful so she makes it home yeah she makes it home she kind of has these realizations with her family she has a like a, a thing with rudy he's in the hospital he's got his appendix out he's whatever doing his thing she has an interaction with her mother where she's tempted to call her mother out for telling philip about the money thing but has this moment of like like she's playing it through in her head this is exactly how it'll go this is exactly da 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 and has this moment of like i could do all that or i could just let it go and just have my mom you know just like just be um and then there's this one scene that snowball fight with guy oh yes it was so <laughs> lovely so she's she's sort of like like Philip's out of the picture completely. She's had this sort of moment with Rudy where she's like, wow, this guy's as full of shit as everyone. He's full of shit. My mom's full of shit, but they're also, oh, and also way very, more clever than us. And also really needy. Yeah. Like really they needy. really, it's like, they just, I mean, not needy. Yeah. They need us. Right. Like, yeah. like they are needy, but they also need me. They need, yeah. yeah. You know, like it's yeah. like, it's your parents, you know? Yeah. And like, they're, they're really fundamentally afraid of being obsolete to their yeah. children. Um, yeah. And so she kind of comes to this really nice realization. And then she and Guy are walking to, to a, a lecture. lecture. The first lecture she's been to since she went away to the French countryside for a while. It's at, at least a month, maybe more. Yeah. And it's snowing and she just has this like this moment where she just can't control herself. She reaches down and makes a snowball and then just like hucks it at Guy. And they start the snowball fight thing. And it's just like it's so cute um it's just really amazing no, and it's the perfect the perfect end of the yeah book. just like she's just sort of taking control and like fuck it i'm gonna be like she they have the snowball fight and she has this moment of like this is the first step of like sort of reclaiming that kid that i didn't get to be and it's like great it's like weirdly it's it's kind of like it's kind of feminist but in like the way of like I'm a woman who has all these constraints placed on me and I've just sort of realized that like screw it I'm just gonna do what makes me happy and it is okay like she comes from a nice place with her mother the final scene is she and pussy having vodka you know like and pussy there's this brooch that pussy has worn this whole time and she goes and she's not wearing it she's like oh where's the brooch and she's like oh I sold it and she's like why did you sell it it's such a da 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 and she's like Oh, you needed the money to go on... I'd rather go on a trip than have this brooch. And she's talking about... She's like, well, you just came into money. And uh, Sophie goes, well, yeah, but it's like... It's going... It's, it's diminishing yeah. pretty quickly, whatever, you know? And, like, you after you pay, like, whatever taxes and blah. And she's like, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, what stocks to buy. But it just doesn't seem worth it. You don't make that much money. And Pussy goes, well, a couple of brooches will always be there. Yeah. You know? And then she's like, how about some vodka? You know? But it's just like... It's so great. It was just such a lovely... I don't know. Like... Yeah. I mean, and it was sort of amazing, too, because it was... 
uh, like the stakes felt low. Mm-hmm. I mean, it did. It, I mean, it felt as resolved as anything can be feel resolved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it felt like. I mean, it sort of felt like a coming of age. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. What yeah. is that? Build buildings. Buildings. Rom- I still can't. I know how it's spelled. Roman. Build is like It looks like buildings Roman, but I don't know how to say. But it with exactly. a U. Yeah, yeah. Our events coordinator's husband can say it. He can say it. Yeah. And, that and makes he, sense. And he said it, and I was just like once because we were talking about. I don't know. Yeah. We're off. Okay. We're off. We should okay. talk about the blower next. Okay. We'll talk about the blower next. Okay. So our introduction. In, introduction. Mm-hmm. It's yes. Introduce. Introduction. That's exactly what I meant. Prezactly. Shut up, Carrie. I know. <laughs> it was a prezact introduction. <laughs> um, our introduction to Rosemary Tonks was uh, like the first contemporary reissue. Mm-hmm. Does that sound yeah. right? Yep. Uh, also is. by New Direction. It's it's an amazing cover. Yeah. It's great. It's an amazing cover. Yeah. So it's a great it is book. The Bloater. Mm-hmm. And the Bloater is about Min, who is this. Amazingly cosmopolitan drink, Claire. Yep. Ooh. Producer for the BBC, who she does sound design. Yep. They are uh, doing some sort of audio version of an epic poem mm-hmm. in her workplace. Yeah. And she's just amazing. She um, has all of these men on a string, and it's like the whole thing. She talks about having musical comedy turns, mm. and she has them with everybody. It feels very freewheeling, very 60s very hip like it's very cool uh and min min is just like cheeky drink yep <laughs> uh and a reverend is just sort of all aware of the social push and pull and just like seems to be playing games with everybody in a way that's just really fun to read about so we've got min and then in my notes that i assembled on the tarmac at laguardia shaking the seat of the person in front of me <laughs> got min and her men min and her men yeah uh so there's Claudi, her neighbor he is a gardener and kind of her partner in crime mm-hmm. uh he is nearly 70 and kind of a bad influence. Like, he kind of abets her in all of her schemes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the bloater, the titular, blo- titular bloater, who appears to be a Spanish singer by yeah. trade. He's an he's opera. He right? opera singer. Yeah. He's yes. like a very large. He's very large. Yeah. He's very handsome. He's yep. very erudite. Yep. She gets mad at him because he's so polite. Yes. He's so polite. He makes it very hard to resist his advances, but she, she hates him. She, hates she just him. hates him. She's sort of disgusted by him, but also yeah. can't stop. Can't stop. She yeah. can't stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she also has a. Uh, a boarder named Fritz who is a student and is always sort of complaining about the ladies to him. It's like, oh, they lead me on. They lead me on. How am I supposed to stop when they lead me on? <laughs> Only mildly rapey. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and then there's a man named Billy who Oops. becomes a parent. She actually, he is the one that she actually likes, yes. but she can't let herself. No. 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 Oh, and then there's her husband, George. Then there's her husband, yeah. <laughs> her husband, George, who she just kind of forgets exists most of the time, it seems like. Yeah, there's this hilarious scene where he's eating dinner and she turns. Yeah, she, she leaves turns. the room and turns the lights off. And he's like, hey. And she's like, oops, like totally just. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like he's. Yeah, oh, oops. Like, yeah. The kind of person who you just forget is even yeah. in the room. I mean, even as a reader. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's yeah. like such a background character. It's just like, so, oh right, her husband. But yeah. she's like, like, like working through all these men and being like, who's the one that I want to take as a lover? You know, like even though in the meantime, her super boring ass husband is just kind of like, Meh. she's sort of like, if Sophie had married Philip. No, exactly. Yeah. No, and I, and it does in a lot of ways. Min feels like 
grown up Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, like, yeah. Even though, I mean, like, Sophie was 31, you know? So yeah. it's like, you know, she's not young, but it does feel like it's either like where she went after she dumped Philip, yeah. or if you had gone ahead and just married this man and you're super bored and you never sort of like. Yeah went for what you wanted you and know? then you're kind of at peace with it so you're yeah. just living your life anyway yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it's so funny so uh there are a few scenes so early in the book she shows up to work uh and she greets a co-worker john and she just says oh hey how are you and he says <laughs> sexually frustrated as usual <laughs> which she like i mean just the banter in this book is amazing it's really amazing um, and her two co-workers one of them is kind of a dweeby like diligent guy who just like is trying to like do a good job but is sort of a tortured artist and is cherry starred. and then this like really like sexy cool lady with yeah. all of these man problems who has recently started dating the guitar <laughs> <laughs> yes a musician who she's like trying to get to treat her well but like she she falls into the time old trap they say come over to my place for dinner mm-hmm. and then they don't make anything uh, <laughs> um, and so she and her and her sexy friend they go and they have like kind of a liquid lunch and like mm-hmm. drink at stingos mm-hmm. it was a little bit unclear what stingos were was it like mold wine or something oh you google it real quick yeah mm-hmm. uh and uh bad cheese sandwiches that hurt their mouth and then yeah. they like <laughs> they talk about their sex lives uh and determine that he has to make her food or she has to drop him but yeah <laughs> named after an 18th century slang word for strong or old ale Ah, that makes sense. This bottle-conditioned ale is fermented in Yorkshire. With Yorkshire, excuse me, stone squared and aged. And blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yes. So there she she is like avoiding uh, a visit from the bloater at one point too, and decides that she has gout. Mm-hmm. She has gout. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is a serious affliction. Yes. It's very painful. My mm-hmm. uncle has gout, but it's yeah. sort of a, if for those who don't know, it is like a, a symptom of rich living. Yes. It's like salt deposits in mm-hmm. your feet. She yeah. decides she has it in her big toe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like getting nursemaid treatment for everybody around her. And her friend Kaladi shows up and sort of realizes that he's going to have to talk to her. So he's sort of like buys an exit from the room by complimenting her and telling her everything will be fine. There's this very canny like push and pull mm-hmm. of like sort of social banter that she's very aware of and very franker frank about. Um, and so she knows that the the bloater is going to visit the next day. So Claudi agrees to uh, call up after an yes. a- after an hour, an hour and a half, uh-huh. and yeah. pretend to be the fishmonger yeah. so that the, the bloater has to leave. Yeah, but she has an out. <laughs> And so that happens. And then in the next scene, I, it's such a good scene. So the bloater comes over. She answers the door in her dressing gown. She's not being very hospitable. She's no. trying to, like, he is trying to court her. And mm-hmm. she's, like, being her charming self. Yeah. And is, like, not really putting him off that well, but, like, <laughs> trying to. And I, and so Claudia calls up at the, por- the appointed hour. Uh, and she, she realizes after they hang up that she hasn't given her name nope. or her address. Not at all. Yep. And I mean, there's just so much joy in this book. Yeah. So when the blooder leaves, she falls on her bed and can't stop laughing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so funny. I mean, just yeah. the way, the way Rosemary Tonks wrote women sort of trying to navigate. Yeah. Again, like sort of the social strictures of the society that they're living in and still kind of maintain this sense of like, 
like a sense of humor through it all. Yeah, it feels so free. Yeah. Like I I mean I feel like I I mean it was it was like a project in my young life of mm-hmm. to like sort of managing the advance the advances of men I didn't care about and I bungled it. Yeah. At every <laughs> at every moment yeah. I bungled it. I remember yeah. this one night where I was like at this bar I used to go to and this sort of like dude who was always sort of around when I was around I saw him I had like I don't know I'd, I had like given my phone number at one point because yeah. I felt sort of obligated and I saw him coming in the door and I stood up and I ran to the bathroom and I like knocked over my drink in the progress <laughs> and I went and hid in there and for 15 minutes and yeah. then when I came out he was still, he was still there, there. No. I know, and my friends had to like tell him to leave because I couldn't figure out how to do it it was yeah. so dumb yeah it's so funny well like I remember too there was this yeah. this man who was very interested in me he's this artist artist air quotes um and he would come in to my place of employment and just sort of like talk to me it was funny he was fine but he was also like he annoyed the shit out of me and it was like the same sort of thing where I would just be so mean but like kind of flirty mean like I remember one time he was like oh I had business cards made up and I was like oh let me see one and he handed it to me and it was like there was this like clip art like uh, like palette like a painter's palette on it and I was like I was like what is what the fuck is this is this like a blimp or something and he was like well no it's like a like a paint palette and I was like is it and he was like yeah and I was like let me see and he handed it to me and I took a pen and I like drew a little like basket on it and like some flames coming out and then like a little word bubble that said oh the humanity and I was like there I fixed it and handed it back to him but like he would come back for more every single time and it was this thing where I was like kind of like there was a point where I was like so bored with it and but like I don't know it was probably kind of mean it just sort of felt inevitable yeah no it's like I don't know what what I gotta do to make you not keep coming back here you know like like what do I have what do I have to do like what is your deal and I feel like I feel like I, I have a kinship with with yeah with men in that way because yeah. it's like it is this like but at the same time like I kind of like him and at the same time it's like it's like I'm not sure he's sort of sort of like have this like banter thing I'm not sure yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I don't know like, I don't know what I, I want I don't want to like full on tell him to eat shit but also like I kind of don't want to have to like waste my time talking to him every time oh, it comes cause in because he's boring right right that's the yeah, other thing. Just, like, he's boring boring predictable whatever yeah. and it's like god man you're just like yeah there's this amazing scene where he like gifts her this extravagant painting but mm-hmm. it's still wet yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not that he did, that somebody yeah. else did, but yeah. yeah. But no, it's like these moments, I don't know, it's like she's just so good at sort of encapsulating these moments where you're just like, uh, uh, it's like yeah, the but complexities like, of sort of trying to navigate these interactions with other humans. But it's still humans. so fun, yeah. too, like in a way that I never felt like it was fun. Yeah. You know, I only I only ever feel tortured about anything, yeah. and yeah. she's just having fun. She's like, whatever, who cares? It's all low stakes, you know, like especially yeah. in the bloater. It just, yeah. everything feels so low stakes. Yeah. It's like, there are no consequences to anything that are... It's, it's so like, breezy. Yeah, yeah, it's so breezy. Yeah, no, totally. And, she, and meanwhile, she's having these dinners with Billy that like largely feel the same mm-hmm. but it's sort of the way they talk about it and she's like not sleeping with him and she's like it becomes apparent that she's like a, she's sort of afraid of it you yeah. know like she's just like oh I you know she actually likes him yeah. you know and she's sure she's sure about Billy yeah. like but she yeah. it sort of can't she doesn't have another way of operating yeah yeah um 
the uh yeah, no, and I, I do. She, she is kind of flighty, and I feel like the, if the, we, as close as we get to a thesis statement is, is maybe this. Um, I forget who says this to her, but I think, I think it might be Claddy. And he says, what goes on in that pink and, white pow- pink and white porcelain face of yours, men? I shall never know. Either you are the most terrible female plotter I have ever met, or else you're just a little schoolgirl chattering away at things she doesn't understand. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's amazing. We all both of those things. I mean, you know, like, it depends on the day, you know, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I think of that, that guy, well, that guy, that guy too, in fairness, was sort of a creep. Yeah, like a safe creep, but sort of a creep, and would say weird things to me. And there was just this turn of like, I'm just gonna fuck around until I find the limit of it. You know, like I'm just gonna like kind of fuck with this guy who comes in and talks about like weird things about his masseuse and weird things. Like it was just like these weird boundaries things, and it was just like, well, yeah, well, finding finding power in those moments was kind of transformative for me as mm-hmm. a young woman sort of like as a young like femme heterosexual woman mm-hmm. especially like yeah. um the, i mean the first the first time i like was sitting across the booth from a like some dude chatting me up and i had this moment of oh i know more about this than you do mm-hmm. and it's like you feel disempowered in so many ways yeah. and then you're just like all right i can run laps around you this way yeah and also okay pro tip don't show up at anybody's work no unless you were my current boyfriend in which well, i'm so happy you did right? but and it's like, well, no, like there's there's like a weird limit you know and it's like yeah yeah how to read the room and i think that's like sort of a common thread with all of these men like yeah. fill up everybody in the bloater like it's just like they don't they're so wrapped up in their own bullshit that they don't understand Whereas min is always pulling the strings yeah. she knows exactly the sort of like debit and credit of every social interaction yeah she's, totally she knows what's happening at every moment oh she's very savvy she's so savvy yeah she's so yeah she's so smart yeah i mean and and um the the, the like denouement we will skip over if i'm saying that word correctly or not <laughs> this is maybe the first time i've ever said that word out loud uh, is like the, the bloater is going to take her to the opera. Mm-hmm. And so she sends him a note on a dirty piece of paper. Like essentially, these are my demands. Yeah. I want all of this food. Mm-hmm. This is the champagne I want. Yeah. Like you are, you will do this. Yeah. And so he drives her there and he's like, well, there's some fish in the glove compartment. <laughs> 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 and so she's like, all right. Mm-hmm. Like he, he does absolutely everything she is performatively demanded yeah and then they go back to her house and they start sleeping together or they like start to have sex and um she just says i don't like the way you smell (laughs) and he gets mad and he leaves yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's kind of a relief and it's like right after is it right before right after that amazing scene with billy where they're going for that walk in the park Mm -hmm. and they're like about to sort of have some emotional like emotional moment and she runs away yeah. like she literally runs away yeah. like it's yeah. like too special to fuck yeah. around it's with too much. yeah yeah it's so funny well like yeah it's just yeah it's i don't know i also that the bloater thing i don't like the way you smell like the book opens with her cleaning a chair yes. that the bloater had yes. sat on yes. yeah like because the smell is there. It's just well like, i mean and it's called the bloater because mm-hmm. he smells like a kind of you, yeah, like you did research on this yeah, yeah. right it's like oh, lightly re- I, yeah um it's like a some sort of like like preserved or fermented 
fish. Yeah. So it's like it has a very strong yeah. fishy smell yeah. that's not necessarily pleasant. Yeah, well, I mean, and it is really funny because he's very masculine. Mm-hmm. He's very erudite, like erudite. Yeah. Like, and there's a, even a moment where she's sitting with him. Kind of a stodgy friend of her from yeah. the BBC, who is also a very interesting character, Raquel. Yeah. Um, and she's like, "Oh, maybe they'll get together." And then she's sort of just like, "No." Yeah. Like, but don't don't they? Isn't there no, a scene where they? No, are? no, no. There's like a scene where they're chatting, but like at the at the opera, Raquel, who always plays things really close to the vest mm-hmm. and has amazing tits. Yeah. It's yeah. let on. Yep. Uh, like. And, and Raquel has this big speech, not this big speech, but like Min and her coworker are very much like dating in mm-hmm. a very like 60s like way. Yeah. And Raquel never talks about it. And even in uh, in this one scene, she talks about, well, I think that some women are bringing down the price of flesh. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, she's, she's like really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? She's very, uh, oh, it'll come to me. But yeah. she, she, uh, She's not very vocal about her exploits, but then uh, uh, Min sees her at the opera in mm-hmm. a, just like a resplendent outfit with a very handsome man, yeah. and she's like, uh-huh. "I see yeah. you, Raquel." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah. just so funny. It's just so full of like ennui, you know. And so yeah. like that idea of just like, uh, like, like how do you date men when you hate men? You know, like that sort of like, like there are some very sort of modern feeling themes in that. But it's so, it's so much light, more lighthearted than I ever felt about anything in my entire life. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it is, it's just, it's just, I cannot overstate how funny this book is. She's so funny. Rosemary Tonks was so funny and had such a, I feel like had such a command of the written word. Yeah. Like, like the way she puts sentences together yeah. the way she sort of describes things it's so visceral and so like you just have these moments of like holy shit that's exactly like I, yeah. I know exactly what you're trying to say yeah. and I never would have thought of putting those words together to say it no totally I mean yeah and just like the little little scenes like the music the quote unquote musical comedy mm-hmm. turns like yeah. there's this moment where she and George have a little fight and she um, it's George her husband yeah it's been a minute I haven't read this in a while oh yeah but also he's totally forgettable (laughs) forgettable George poor George Uh, they have a little they have a little tiff like he comes home and he's kind of in a funk Um, and she like goes upstairs she kind of storms off she comes back and she apologizes uh, and he goes, well, you were kind of inconsiderate. And she she says at the end of it, well, m- men have no sense of fair play. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's just so, it's yeah. fucking cheeky. It's it is like the cheeky. definition of cheeky, take well, a drink. And, and then there's, yes, there's mm-hmm. a way where it's kind of childlike, but it's yeah. like, I mean, it is, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's very breezy. Yeah. Probably take a drink. Take a drink. Yeah. Yep. Breezy. Well, it's like. Yeah, it's like this really like savvy and savage innocence, but not yeah. really. Oh, she. she yeah. I mean, she knows the. Co- I mean, she knows the price of flesh. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah. absolutely does. It's amazing. Well, it's so amazing and so interesting to like read these novels and think about what she's written, and then think about the fact that she had this conversion later in life, yeah. and that she went around and like burned all these books like I just the idea of someone checking out their own books from the library just to take them home and burn them is like 
that's such like that in and of itself is so literary. Yeah, this is like my life's work. Yeah, yeah, it's you amazing. Like you can't help well, like, yeah, like, like you can't help yeah. creating something even near destruction. Yeah. Well, and yeah. she wrote she wrote a seventh novel. There are only six that were published. Yeah. She was working on a seventh. It was the longest one she had written to date, and before she could sell it it was sold she would have been able to sell it people wanted it and she burned the manuscript like she had like in the process of writing the seventh novel she had this conversion and then burned the seventh novel and like to me i'm like what the fuck was that seventh novel about like what was she working through while she was writing it that led to this just like absolute sea change in the way that she viewed the world it's so fascinating to me so interesting and i wish like i wish i knew more about her um there's this quote i was listening to a podcast about the bloater um it's called blacklisted and it's a really great podcast um they mentioned a line from a poem that she wrote i don't know what the poem was but the line was um uh it's just the half erotic convulsions of loathing <laughs> which is such a fucking brilliant line it's half, so evocative yeah, and also erotic, very funny it's so funny the yeah. half erotic convulsions of loathing and it is just like i know that feeling we all know that feeling when you're like you're just so deep in the act of like hating something you know that it just becomes almost transcendent and it is it's just like i, I just love it and i feel like that that line sort of encapsulates both of these novels really oh totally and it's like uh haltering the chase is a more is like a definitely more serious book yeah i think yeah well what like so haltering the chase was 72 i was gonna i was gonna ask you i don't know and then i'm yeah. just gonna look up real quick uh hopefully i can find it i don't know if i can find it real quick i don't know if the bloater came before Louise? Or after <laughs> you can do this um but yeah, like I don't know. I am so interested. Spiritually, like, the bl- the bloater comes after. I think. I think yeah. s- spiritually. No, it didn't. So the bloater was 1968. Oh. That, which is really fascinating that to me. That's pretty interesting. Well, and I like. I mean, well, maybe. I mean, like maybe it's it, ah. It is interesting to think about. Like maybe yeah. Sophie is the spiritual, yeah. the spiritual older version of men. Maybe she is. That's oh. really interesting to think about. I would love. I, I think it's it's probably something we won't necessarily ever know. But I want to know more about Rosemary Tonks. Like yeah. I want to know who is this person. Like what yeah. a fascinating human. Yeah. Yeah. But like. I'm ready for a Tonks revival. I don't know if she would... She she passed away in 2014. Oh, she lived a long time. Yeah. Um, and there's part of me that feels like she would have hated that these books are getting oh, yeah. re-released. Totally. But I want, I want them all to get re I want to read them all. Like, I want to mm. know... Well, that is an interesting ethical dilemma. It is. But she's not here to worry about it now. That's true. They waited almost 10 years. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I'm deciding not to feel bad about it. Yeah, I think it's I a gift. Either. Yeah. yeah. I think it's it. She had a talent. She put these words down. You know? I'm here for it. Tonks Revival 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. We're, we are doing Dummy Copy. This, at at this point, we have a website. Yes. Dummycopypodcast.com. We have uh, an Instagram that we manage poorly. Poorly. You should still follow it. It's it's still there. We'll it's post some stuff. Dummy.copy.tbg. If it is yeah. still that, if 
we can remember the password. It is still. It, we, we got it. Yeah. We yeah. Got it, I got it saved. I got it saved. We got yeah. it saved. Being, being bad at social media is our brand. It is. We'll, we're never going to be great at it. But, um... Oh, I was supposed to post something. We'll post stuff. We'll post stuff. Post stuff. Hey, my promise to you, dear listeners, we'll post stuff. Thanks for listening. Read Rosemary Tonks. Yeah, it's great. Thank you, and good night.